Hotep, everybody. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network and host of the African History Network show. Here's the uh, podcast I did from Sunday, November 25th, 2018. And uh, this podcast dealt with Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith out of Mississippi, apologizes for her public hanging remark, and also some of the other things that took place, us finding about her support for the Confederacy, things like this. But then a story came out on Sunday uh, dealing with how Major League Baseball, as well as Walmart, as well as Walmart, were asking for their campaign donations back uh, from Cindy Hyde Smith because once it became exposed uh, about her public hanging comments and that she made uh, and, and also that she made the donations. Okay, so we talked about that as well as her attend as as well as her attending a segregated. A school when she was in high school and her sending her daughter to a segregated high school as well. But very quickly, I want to let you know um, that the uh, our Cyber Monday promotion uh, has been extended and uh, you uh, you get 20% off uh, your order of $100 or more at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, use promo code ahn 20 off 2018, AHN20 off 2018. We have the information right on the homepage of our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Get 20% off your order of $100 or more. It includes uh, my bundle packs and some other bundle packs we have. A few of the bundle packs are excluded. Also, you can donate to the African History Network, PayPal.me, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN show that helps us to stay on the air, keep doing the research, keep doing the broadcast. And then also African-American business owners, you can advertise uh, with us right on, right here on the audio podcast of our shows. Email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Current promotion, get 50% off your first month, second month free. Uh, so we can help you uh, uh, reach thousands of new potential customers as well. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. All right, here is our podcast from uh, Sunday night, November 25th, uh, 2018. All right, how's everybody doing? Hotel. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. It is Sunday, November 25th, 2018. And uh, we are live. We're broadcasting here on Facebook Live. Hope everybody's doing well. So, you know, normally around this time, Around this time, I'm doing uh, my radio show, the African History Network show, on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation. But because it's the um, holiday weekend, Thanksgiving Day weekend, uh, the station is on hiatus, so they're just re-airing um, uh, old episodes, okay? So, so they're not live, so I'm broadcasting here. Okay, everybody, share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. So I wanted to talk about this topic uh, tonight. I, I've done, I think, three or four broadcasts dealing with um, Cindy Hyde-Smith, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith out of Mississippi, and the special election, the special U.S. Senator election that's going to take place in Mississippi November 27th, Tuesday, November 27th. And because of comments, some comments that she has made, videos that have surfaced, 
her public hanging comments that uh, surfaced on Sunday, November 11th, things like this. Because of this, um, it has drawn national attention to this uh, to this U.S. Senate race, okay, into the special election. It's drawn national. It's drawn national attention. So uh, there's some updates in the story that uh, I want to talk about. All right. So share this broadcast on your Facebook page, and we're going to uh, share it here also. Uh, you can watch the broadcast that I did. I did them on YouTube. Uh, YouTube channel is Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P on YouTube, okay? So you could go watch uh, those broadcasts I did there. All right, so Cindy Hyde-Smith is a uh, U.S. senator out of uh, Mississippi. And she is in a special runoff election with uh, Mike Espy. Now, she's a Republican. He is a Democrat, Mike Espy, okay? Mike Espy is an African-American male. And on Sunday, November 11th, and I talked about this on my show uh, last Sunday, the, um, was it, the November 18th uh, edition of the African History Network show. Um, the video surfaced of her talking about attending a public hanging. And she was talking about um, somebody who invited her to uh, the, to the uh, campaign rally that she was attending. And she said, you know, she, she uh, uh, said if he invited me to a public hanging, you know, I would be in the front row. So uh, Mississippi has a long history of lynchings. And the NAACP has information on their website talking about this, dealing with the history of lynchings. And from 1882 to 1968, there were um, 4,743 lynchings that took place. So Mississippi has a long history of um, lynchings, has a long history of segregation, of racial terror inflicted upon African-Americans, things like this, okay? So for her to make that comment just drew national attention to this uh, special election. If it had not been for that comment and some subsequent things that came out that we're gonna talk about here, um, you would not have national attention on this uh, special election, okay? Okay, so most recently, some things took place. Number one, you've had major corporations who have asked for their donations back that they made, their campaign donations that they made to her campaign, okay? Walmart, Aetna Life Insurance, uh, or Aetna Insurance, uh, they do uh, health insurance. And most recently, Major League Baseball, now, what's interesting is, is that a lot of people didn't know that these corporations were donating to this Republican, okay? Now, she was a Democrat up until 2010, and she switched to the Republican Party. Uh, and then you had, back in April of this year, the governor, Governor Phil Bryant, who's a Republican, uh, appointed her to 
carry out the rest of the term of Thad Cochran, uh, who was a U.S. Senator from Mississippi, Republican, who um, had to resign because of health issues, okay? So this is how she became U.S. Senator. She was not elected by the people, all right? So if we just look at recently uh, what took place. Okay, so the Washington Post has an article from today, uh, November 25th. Uh, MLB asked Cindy Hyde-Smith to return $5,000 donation. Major League Baseball, MLB, Amer America sport, right? Isn't baseball supposed to be America sport? Okay. Uh, they donated $5,000 to this woman's uh, U.S. senatorial campaign. So when we look at this, Major League Baseball is requesting the return of its $5,000 donation to Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith's campaign in the latest blow to the Mississippi Republican ahead of Tuesday's runoff. Now, it's coming up Tuesday. I'm telling you, everybody we know in Mississippi, especially African-Americans, we need to tell them they have to, they have to get out and vote and vote for Mike S. because one of, the, one of these two are going to be U.S. Senator. Just because they may not like the candidates does not mean the election is going to be called off. And this woman is in lockstep with Donald Trump. She says she votes along the lines of Donald Trump 100% of the time. She just said that on the campaign trail yesterday. Okay? So we have, this is an example of how elections have consequences. All right, so Major League, Base, Major League Baseball spokesman Pat Courtney said in a statement that the donation, quote, was made in connection with an event that the Major League Baseball lobbyists were asked to attend, end quote, and that Major League Baseball had requested that it be returned. Now, Melissa Scallon, and you've heard me talk about Melissa Scallon in my previous broadcast dealing with Cindy Hyde-Smith. Melissa Scallon is, uh, how's everybody doing? Can you all hear me uh, okay on uh, Facebook? Melissa Scallon is a spokeswoman for Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith's campaign. And she says she could not comment on the matter. Okay. Now, this article was posted at 1.53 p.m. today. It has not been updated. They, uh, so apparently, Melissa Scallon still can't comment on this matter. Now, news of the donation was first reported on Saturday, November 24th. Okay. Saturday, November 24th. Um, by the political newsletter called popular information, popular information. So they broke this story, all right? And, 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 and as we're gonna go through, there are a number of different things that point to her views on segregation and her views on the Confederacy. Gotta keep in mind, Mississippi is one of those former Confederate states also, okay? Mississippi is one of those former Confederate states that took up arms, seceded from the Union, because they wanted to keep slavery in place, okay, and they and they fought against the Union, all right? And incidentally, a lot of people don't know this, but Mississippi did not ratify the 13th Amendment until 2013. The third, keep in mind, the 13th Amendment was ratified December 6, 1865 by the state legislatures, okay? But Mississippi did not ratify it until February 7, 2013. I remember when the story broke, right? 
And you can Google this. If we look at the article from abcnews.go.com, abcnews.go.com, which is the official website of uh, ABC, okay? Uh, Mississippi officially abolishes slavery, ratifies 13th Amendment. Mississippi officially abolishes slavery, ratifies 13th Amendment. This article is from February 18th, 2013, just five years ago. Here's what happened. Two medical school colleagues, one an immigrant from India, the other a lifelong Mississippian, joined forces to resolve a historical oversight that until at that time, February 2013, until that month, had never officially been corrected. The oversight was no small one either. Until February 7th of 2013, the state of Mississippi had never submitted the required documentation to ratify the 13th Amendment, meaning that the state of Mississippi until 2013 never officially abolished slavery. Now, people, this is not info wars. This is not conspiracy theory. This is verifiable fact. I remember when the story broke in February 2017 that the state of Mississippi had never officially abolished slavery because they never ratified the 13th Amendment in, in the state of Mississippi, okay? The amendment, the 13th Amendment was adopted in December of 1865, after the necessary three-fourths of the then 36 states voted in favor of the ratification, okay? Mississippi, however, was a holdout. And at the time, the state lawmakers were upset that they had not been compensated for the value of their freed slaves. Because see, you when you, and you see some of my broadcasts I deal with, the history of slavery and understand the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school and then you have to understand the whole reconstruction era 1865 to 1877 where the union when the when the union is coming back together and they're trying to rebuild the south and you had a lot of the southern former plantation owners and southern whites who were bitter because of the civil war because it totally destroyed their way of life okay and they were not compensated for the slaves that were free. You have four million formerly enslaved Africans who were free and the South was not compensated for it. So here you have a situation in Mississippi. Now this is, a, this is a, an example of how the events of the past are present in the future, how the consequences, how the effects of the events of the past the, the, the Civil War ended 153 years ago, but we still see the vestiges of the Confederacy, of the Civil War, of the Confederate battle flag, okay, that, uh, was, it, that was part of the Mississippi State uh, flag, okay? So we have to understand this history. All right, how's everybody doing? Now, African-American business owners also post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. And we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network and email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service, customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And we can let you know how you can advertise on the audio podcast of our radio show, of our broadcast, et cetera. Okay, we reach thousands of people across the country with uh, each episode. 
All right, let's continue here. And uh, this is moving slowly. Okay, so let's continue here. We'll post this information here on the thread of the broadcast also. Okay, so a lot of people don't remember when this took place or didn't know that Mississippi never officially abolished slavery <laughs> until February of 2017. All right, and um, that would that would explain a lot there, Mississippi. Also, keep in mind. It was in Mississippi where Emmett Till was was killed uh, August 28, uh, 1955. That was in Mississippi. Okay, it was in Jackson, Mississippi, where Mega Evers was assassinated June of 1963. Okay, it was in Philadelphia, Mississippi, where uh, Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney, the three civil rights workers, were uh, killed as well uh, in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. Okay, and that was. Uh, June 21st, 1964. June 21st, 1964. Okay. All right. So we have uh, Kathleen, uh, Craig, a few of the people watching this, Martha. And I'm trying to monitor this broadcast on my phone. Okay, there we go, right there. All right. So let's continue here. And we'll post a link to this article here from uh, ABC News uh, for you also. So the amendment. The 13th Amendment was adopted in December 1865 after the necessary three-fourths of the then 36 states voted in favor of ratification. Mississippi, however, was a holdout. At the time, lawmakers were upset that they had not been compensated for the value uh, of freed slaves. Now, Dr. Rajan Batra, B-A-T-R-A, professor of neurobiology, neurobiology and anatomical sciences at the University of Mississippi Medical Center told ABC News he was inspired to investigate the history of the 13th Amendment in his state, Mississippi, after viewing the film Lincoln. After viewing the film Lincoln. So what happened was when the film Lincoln came out, right, this put the 13th Amendment, the Civil War, back into the headlines. So this Dr. Batra did research on the 13th Amendment and the history of slavery, things like this, in his state of Mississippi because he saw the movie Lincoln. And because of his research, he found that the 13th Amendment had never been ratified in Mississippi. He said, quote, at the end of the story, there was an open question about how the ratification process proceeded. Living in the South as I do, I found that a pretty big, I, I found that a pretty big open question. So Dr. Batra proceeded to do some investigating on his own, noticing on the website, usconstitution.net, usconstitution.net. On his website, he noticed that there was an asterisk next to the state of Mississippi in connection with the ratification of the 13th Amendment, okay? And uh, on the website, usconstitution.net, that asterisk stated, Mississippi ratified the amendment in 1995, but because the state never officially notified the U.S. archivist, the U.S. archivist, the ratification is not official. Okay, the ratification is not official. This is what it read on the website. So Dr. Batra felt compelled to act to rectify this clerical oversight. 
So he said, quote, Mississippi gets a lot of bad press about this type of stuff. And I just felt that it is time that should be fixed. And I saw every reason that could be, I, and I saw every reason that could be done. Everyone here would like to put this part of Mississippi's past behind us and move on into the 21st century rather than the 19th century, end quote, okay? So uh, you can check out the rest of this article. We'll post it here on the thread of the broadcast. This is from abcnews.go.com. Mississippi officially abolishes slavery, ratifies 13th Amendment. This article is from February 18th. 2013, okay? <laughs> February 18, 2013. But so all this plays into the history of, all this plays into the history of Mississippi and it plays into what we're seeing with this U.S. Senate special election in Mississippi and what's coming out about Cindy Hyde-Smith and how this ties into the history of Mississippi, slavery, U.S. Civil War, Reconstruction, okay, but also Brown versus Board of Education desegregation case of 1954. It's also important to understand that Mississippi is the state where the um, White Citizens Council was founded in 1954. The White Citizens Council was founded as a direct backlash to the Brown versus Board of Education desegregation case. And the White Citizens Council, in many ways, were worse than the Ku Klux Klan because the White Citizens Council operated out in the open. They didn't, they didn't wear hoods. And they were made up of bankers, plantation owners, farmers, businessmen, politicians, things like this, right? And they worked to maintain segregation. They, make, they, they, they worked to maintain the segregation way of life. And they used the laws to do it. And uh, the, the white citizens now the white citizens council spreads all throughout the south and in the state of mississippi they threw their uh political weight behind ross barnett and got ross barnett elected as the governor of mississippi so you got to watch eyes on the prize watch eyes on the prize because they deal with the white citizens council uh in eyes on the prize also all right, so they were extremely powerful, influential. And if you say you were a, um, so not only did they work to maintain the segregation way of life, but also work to keep African-Americans from voting and registering to vote as well. So say for instance, you were an African-American farmer, you owned a farm and you had a, a loan through a white owned bank, okay? So if they found out that you went to register to vote, not voted, but if you went to register to vote, right, they could call in your loan on your farm, okay? Which means that, okay, now the payment's due now. Not five years from now, 10 years, no, it's due now. What, but, but why, what did I do? No, because we said so. So if you couldn't come up with the money, they, you, 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 you would forfeit on the loan or they could take possession of your farm. Like if you, if you took out a loan and you use your farm as collateral or if, they have, or if you have like a mortgage, on your farm, okay, they could call in your loan. Uh, if you were, if you worked on the plantation, if you were a sharecropper like Fannie Lou Hamer, Fannie Lou Hamer, her whole family, she was the youngest of, I think, 20 children, and uh, either 19 or 20 children, she was the youngest of, and uh, she was lived in Mississippi, 
Her whole family worked on the plantation, okay? When the plantation owner found out that she registered to vote, she got fired from that plantation. Okay, so we have to understand this history. We have to go research the White Citizens Council. Now, they were, they were called officially the Citizens Council, but they were all white. So they were ostensibly known as the White Citizens Council. Okay, so let's go back to this article dealing with Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball asked Cindy Hyde-Smith to return $5,000 donation. Major League Baseball asked Cindy Hyde-Smith, US, U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, to um, return um, the $5,000 donation, okay? So news of this donation uh, broke on Saturday, November uh, 24th from the uh, publication Popular Information, all right? Now, her spokesperson, a spokeswoman, uh, Melissa Scala, says she can't comment on the matter. Cindy Hyde-Smith was appointed to the U.S. Senate um, she was appointed to the uh, U.S. Senate this past spring, as I said, and she's in a runoff election against Mike Espy in uh, two, Tuesday's uh, election. Now, the the polls are showing that the, the election is uh, neck and neck. In the midterm election that took place November 6th, they both got 41% of the vote. Because nobody got 50% uh, of the vote, there's a, you have this runoff election taking place, okay? Now, Sidney uh, Highsmith's victory in the one-off was once considered a foregone conclusion. Because of her comments, because of these things coming out, you have to understand now, uh, the rate, even though she's still the favorite, is not guaranteed. Prior to this, going into the midterms, it, her, her winning was guaranteed, okay? So, but her campaign has been roiled in recent weeks by revelations that she made a controversial uh, allusion to lynching and embraced Confederate history at several points throughout her career. Now, Donald Trump is going to be there uh, in Mississippi on Monday campaigning for her. He supports her, of course, okay, because he wants to keep as many U.S., uh, many Republicans in the U.S. Senate as possible. Uh, he tweeted, on uh, on Saturday, on Sunday, I will be in Gulf, Gulfport, Gulfport and Tupelo, Mississippi on Monday night doing two rallies for Senator Hyde Smith, who is a very important, uh, who has a very important election on Tuesday. She is an outstanding person who is strong on the border, crime, military, our great vets, health care and the Second Amendment needed in D.C. Yeah, really. Yeah. Needed by who? He didn't say who she was needed by. All right. So um, now early this month, we know that the uh, video surfaced of not just her uh, talking about attending a public hanging, but also the uh, video surfaced of her, uh, according to her campaign, joking about voter suppression. OK, and uh, she, she was talking about uh, making it harder for liberals at those other colleges to vote. And she's talking about in Mississippi. So when she's talking about making it harder for, she's, she's talking about liberals attend those other colleges and making it harder for people at those other colleges to vote, then many people in Mississippi thinks that she's talking about HBC, HBCUs there in Mississippi. Okay. So you had that video that surfaced after the one uh, that, that surfaced uh, November 11th. Okay. All right. So Mike Espy, who uh, would become the first African-American 
U.S. Senator to represent Mississippi. Since Reconstruction, and Reconstruction ended in 1877, he called Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith's comments on public hangings reprehensible and said uh, they had given our state another black eye that we don't need, quote unquote. Representative Benny Thompson also uh, blasted the remarks noting that Mississippi had among the highest numbers of public lynchings of any country, uh, any of any, uh, uh, any state in the country, okay? Now, 18, now you've had a number of corpor other corporations who have come out and have asked for their campaign contributions to be refunded. AT&T, Lidos, Union Pacific, and Boston Sci Scientific also have asked for their contributions to be refunded as reported by uh, CNBC. Walmart came out and asked for their contributions to be refunded as well. Walmart donated, uh, I think it was $2,000. So CNBC has an article, AT&T, Lidos, and Walmart asked uh, GOP Senator Hyde-Smith for their campaign donation back because of furor overhanging comments, okay? So a lot of people don't know, wait a second, these were, why, why is Walmart donating? African-American shop at Walmart. AT&T, some of y'all watching right now on the AT&T phone, you watching, uh, you may have an iPhone that has service with AT&T. You have AT&T internet service. Say, wait a second, why are, these, why are these corporations, we support supporting this woman and you study her policies, you study her positions, they are against African-Americans. What's going on here? See, elections have consequences. So, Five companies so far have asked U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi, Republican, for their campaign contributions back on the heels of the furor of her public hanging remark. Meanwhile, private equity giant Blackstone Group declined to comment when CNBC asked if its CEO, uh, Stephen Schwartzman, would seek the return of a $2,700 contribution he made to her campaign. Walmart in a tweet, uh, in a tweet reply to Will and Grace, Will and Grace star Deborah Messing on Tuesday morning, this past Tuesday, said it, quote, completely understood her concern, uh, quote unquote, completely understood her concern about the donation to Hyde Smith. Uh, and okay, and, and that's behind the public hanging comment. Okay, uh, Senator Highsmith's recent remarks clearly do not reflect the values of our company and associates. As a result, we are withdrawing our support and requesting a refund of all campaign donations. End quote. Walmart tweeted. Well, I have a question for Walmart. At what point did you realize that her? Uh, so you say her comments clearly do not reflect the values of our company and associates. Why did you donate the money in the first place? See, this is a question I have for Walmart. Why did you donate the money in the first place? Did you look at her policy platform? So why did you donate the money in the first place? Now, later on Tuesday, when asked by CNBC about his donation to Senator Hyde-Smith, a spokesman for the telecommunications behemoth, AT&T, said, quote, we are no longer supporting Senator Hyde-Smith 
and have requested a refund of our campaign contributions, end quote. Why did you support her in the first place, AT&T? See, these are questions our various organizations should be putting pressure on them to answer. Say, wait a second. After the, her, when you study her policies, she she is her policies do not benefit African Americans at all. The fact that she supports Donald Trump's policies one hundred percent, as she says, is a huge problem. So, when you have AT and T that even though it's a small amount but that means they support her how the question i would ask is okay if you donate money to her campaign how else are you going to support her now and in the future these are questions we should ask to these corporations so at&t contributed two thousand dollars to uh her campaign and um it was with 2700 from uh how much was it from walmart i forgot exactly the amount from walmart may have been 2700 something like that i'll have to find it here now the scientific research company lidos i guess that's how you pronounce it l-e-i-d-o-s told cnbc on tuesday quote we have already requested a refund and they said they contributed five thousand dollars to her campaign now, quote, remarks like those made by Senator Hyde Smith are offensive and an affront to everything we stand for as a company. The money was sent before the remarks were public. If Lidos had been aware, we would not have made the contribution and are, push, and are pursuing a refund of our contribution, end quote. So the question I would have for AT&T, Walmart, Major League Baseball, Lidos and any of these other corporations. Okay, now that you know what she said and you withdrew the money, you're gonna support Mike Espy now, the African American Democrat who's running, her opponent, you're gonna put your money behind him? Because see, if they don't put their money behind Mike Espy, if they don't take that same donation money and put it behind Mike Espy, then we really we really need to call those corporations out on the carpet and say, wait a second. Black people spend money with Walmart. You got you you, you 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 got the commercial running right now for Walmart. Let's get it started with African with African Americans in the commercial. We support AT and T. We buy iPhones. We buy phone. We have cell phone service from AT and T. Internet service from AT and T. So if you're gonna withdraw your economic support from Senator Cindy Hyde Smith because of her public hanging comment. But then you're not gonna put support that support behind Mike Espy, then we really have to ask the question, what's really going on there? Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Okay, so Senator Cindy High Smith campaign did not respond uh for to a request for comment, by the way. Now, this article here from CNBC, let's see when this article come up came out. Uh Tuesday, November 20th. At the time, they had not responded, and they've updated the article. They haven't responded yet either. Now, also on Tuesday, a Facebook a Facebook post from Cindy Hyde-Smith, who at the time was not U.S. Senator, uh, a Facebook post made in 2014 resurfaced 
showing her uh, smiling, smilingly posing, wearing a Confederate cap and holding a rifle. And rawstory.com has an article about this, okay? Hyde Smith, who took the photo while visiting the home of Confederate States of America, President Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis was one of the biggest traitors to the country. Jefferson Davis was the president of the Confederacy. And when you, when you look at Stone Mountain in Georgia, okay, where Stacey Abrams lost, and, and Stacey Abrams was about 18,000 votes short of a runoff election. When you look at Stone Mountain in Georgia, it's a huge mountain. And on the side of the mountain, there's, there's, there's carvings in the side of, of the mountain. It's, it's, it's a, a picture, it's a relief, there's carvings. Who do they have there? Three Confederate heroes, General Robert E. Lee, PGT Beauregard, and Jefferson Davis. They're honoring the Confederacy right now in Georgia with Stone Mountain. So you had the uh, uh, Facebook post from 2014 that surfaced of her posing with the, the with the Confederate uh, wearing a Confederate cap and holding a rifle. Uh, Cindy High Smith took this picture while visiting the home of Confederate States of America. That's the CSA, Confederate States of America, the Confederacy, President Jefferson Davis. And she wrote on Facebook, Mississippi history at its best, and a caption accompanying the image. That's, that's Mississippi history at its best. Black people in Mississippi, I'm trying to tell y'all right now, 37% of the, of the voting electorate in Mississippi is African-American. I'm trying to tell you, you, you all got to get out and vote against this woman and vote for Mike Espy. I'm serious. You're listening to the African History Network show podcast from Sunday, November 25th, 2018 with your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Ready to start getting healthy? Well, I'm here to let you know that all natural honey is a great way to start. At Crazy Boy Honey, we offer all natural honey for the lowest prices. Our honey has no additives or preservatives. Go to crazyboyhoney.com. That's crazyboyhoney.com and see what we have to offer. And remember, shipping is free. In the world so cold, black people just to make it better stay on cold. These kids need the tools to win, so we put it on the book to share with all our friends. I don't believe there's no coincidence that we were born so brave at a time like this. So pack your bags, let's get ready to go to the land of justice, ain't coming back no more. See, man. And the right choice kids. Get yours today at ZMadKids.com. This episode, Obey Your Parents. Hotel brothers and sisters, Brother Michael Bullock is a multi talented researcher, investigative reporter, educator, and public speaker with over 20 years of experience lecturing on African history worldwide. 
Brother Bullock, a.k.a. The Black Knight, is the founder and CEO of Black Knight Productions, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the research and teachings, if I may be so bold, of the greatest story never told, African history. Brother Bullock teaches in all areas of human interaction, those major ones being economics, entertainment, education, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So for more information, if your organization would like to have the total experience of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of what this brother brings to the table, then reach out to the Black Knight, and he will certainly reach back to you. So contact him directly at mbull three five seven at gmail.com. That's mbull three five seven at gmail.com. Hotel brothers and sisters. Hey, this is Alex, the app nerd. I create low-cost, high-quality mobile apps for people like you. Do you want to take your business to the next level by reaching more customers and potential clients? How about making ordering products and scheduling services easier? Does your church or organization want to improve youth participation? Perhaps you want to create a mobile game or dating app and make money off of paid ads. Well, what are you waiting for? Let me help you. Go to my site, appinmyhead.com. Request a free quote today. That's appinmyhead.com. What would you do if someone took your real life story and stole it from you, made millions off of it, and got away with it? That is exactly what happened to Shatona Tillman Sr., the real John Q. Being one of the most innovative and prolific writers of his time, his new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story, gives chilling testimony of his personal battle for justice against big names like Time Warner and New Line Cinema. In his unapologetic new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, you'll hear about the judges and corrupt lawyers as Shatona Tillman Sr. warns us about the life and the pitfalls in the movie industry. You'll be at the edge of your seat as this book reveals the brutal truth about the theft of the feature film John Q, how Time Warner in New Line Cinema stole his movie, and how he's fighting to get it back. Pick up your very own copy today, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story by Shatonda Tillman Sr. You won't regret it at www.therealjohnq.com. Are you looking to regain your health and vitality? Then visit NaturalLifeEnergy.com. That's NaturalLifeEnergy.com. It is an alkaline, plant-based diet website based on Dr. Sebi's methodology and nutritional guide, which supports the healthy expression of the African black gene, but it benefits everyone. Combat the ill effects of white supremacy that has brainwashed black people into eating foods that support the development of diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. Gain a better understanding of how to use a plant-based diet based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide to help heal your body and mind by reading Achillanese book, Alkaline Plant-Based Diet. Learn how to use herbs used in Dr. Sebi's methodology to help address complex diseases like lupus and IBS in his herbal book, Alkaline Herbal Medicine. 
alkaline herbal medicine. Purchase Achilles books from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other book retailers. Get your copies today. I know you all watched the movie Black Panther and saw Wakanda and wanted to buy a one-way ticket straight to that magical place. Well, why not? The International Black Book is a cyber Wakanda, a black wonderland. It is well overdue for the black diaspora to come together and build a global community where we can choose to buy black, travel black, and eat black. Place your complimentary listing of your business or agency. You are welcome at internationalblackbook.com, internationalblackbook.com. Sign up today. Okay? Um, because this is what we have to understand. One, you, your taxpayer dollars are going to pay for her salary. I don't know if people really realize this. Your taxpayer dollars, especially those in Mississippi, your taxpayer dollars are going to pay for her salary, number one. Two, the policies that she votes for, the bills that she writes, the policies she votes on, who's going to pay for those policies? Taxpayers. I guarantee you, the overwhelming majority of those policies are not going to be beneficial for African Americans. Three, if the House of Representatives draws up articles of impeachment against Donald Trump, which they probably, which most likely they will after the Mueller, after Robert Mueller releases his report on the Russia investigation, obstruction of justice, he pro he's probably investigating um, Donald Trump and money laundering as well. But based upon Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, the responsibility to impeach the president, draw, draw, draw up articles of impeachment, falls on the U.S. House of Representatives. So they will, and, and because Democrats uh, have, have taken control of the House of Representatives and the, and the new Congress gets sworn in January 3rd, they're going to be launching a number. They're at least, there are about 85 investigations that the House Democrats can launch. But they will most likely drop articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. The, you, the trial is held in the U.S. Senate. Who are the jurors? The U.S. senators. It takes, six, it takes two thirds of the U.S. Senate to convict the president of impeachment. And that does not mean that the president will be removed from office. Just in general, it depends upon the severity of the uh, offense. Okay. He should be removed from office. Oh, absolutely. There's, over, there's overwhelming evidence. There are a number of reasons why, okay? Uh, but yeah, he absolutely should be removed from office. There are a number of conflicts of interest, uh, ties to uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, being manipulated by Russia. Uh, there are a number of different things, okay? So you want Cindy Hyde-Smith voting on whether or not Trump should be removed from office or Mike Espy? The U.S. Senate also confirms Supreme Court justices. You want Cindy Hyde-Smith voting to confirm a Supreme Court justice, or do you want Mike Espy? Because Trump nominates Supreme Court justices. The Supreme Court, the U.S. Senate also votes to confirm federal judges. When Trump came into office, there were about 107 vacancies on the, in the federal courts for federal judges. Why? Because Mitch McConnell and Republicans blocked. President Obama's nominations in the last two years of his of Obama's tenure, they blocked when they took control of the U.S. Senate. 
uh, I think it was 2014, they won, the Republicans won control of the U.S. Senate. They blocked his, his federal uh, bench nominations. So this left about, left about 107 vacancies. Trump has done something like 145 nominations to the federal bench. And he's totally changed, he's changing the landscape of the federal bench because he's nominating a lot of very young, uh, ultra conservative white males, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly white males. And a lot of them just totally unqualified. So you want Cindy Hyde Smith voting on Supreme Court nominations or you want Mike Espy? See, so when people think that, oh, well, it's a, it's a senator in Mississippi, I don't live in Mississippi. I live in one of the other 49 states. This doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with me. You obviously do not understand how the U.S. Senate works. You obviously do not understand how the U.S. Senate works. All of the U.S. senators impact us. All of the U.S. senators impact us. And there's only 100 of them. They also, U.S. senators also confirm cabinet nominations by the president, okay? Meaning Department of Education, Attorney General. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to confirm an attorney general. This fake one that uh, Matthew Whitaker, he's he's illegal. They're gonna have to confirm an attorney general. And he's only there for 210 days. Okay, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, uh and, and you're gonna have a number of you're gonna have some shakeups, you're gonna have uh uh, this Department of Homeland Security director, she's probably out. Um, you're going to have, uh, but but uh, you can see EPA. Uh, all those are confirmed by the U.S. Senate. Okay, so in addition to AT&T, Lidos, and Walmart, two other companies, Union Pacific and Boston Scientific, had already asked for the money back uh, this past Monday. All five companies acted after corporate contributions to the GOP incumbent were highlighted by the news site Popular Information, whose article about the donations were tweeted by Deborah Messing. Okay, so what it seems like is it wasn't the public hanging comment that caused them to ask for the money back. What it appears is that when it was exposed that these corporations made donations to the public hanging woman, then that's when they said, oh, we want our money back. Once, once, once it was exposed that they made donations, meaning that the video of her making those comments about the public hanging, that came out November 11th, and then Monday, November 12th, she had a press conference, right? So that was out there, and that was nationwide news. That's not when they asked for their donations back. They asked for their donations back when it was exposed that these corporations made donations to the public hanging woman. That's when they said, oh, okay, oh, no, 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 we, no, we, no, we, no, we can't have this. All right. All five companies acted after corporate contributions to the GOP incumbent were highlighted by the news site Public Information, whose article about the donations was tweeted by actress Deborah Messing, okay? And Deborah Messing on, uh, she tweeted here, they have her tweet here. Um, After lynching comments, Walmart donates to Cindy Hyde-Smith 
uh, popular info as she did, as she puts the link to the article there, okay? So then that drew negative attention because these, what, these corporations are publicly traded, most of these. They're publicly traded, if not all of them, that gave donations. Major League Baseball is uh, not publicly traded that I know of. So they don't like negative publicity like this. It affects their, their stock price. Federal elections filings revealed that Walmart had contributed $2,000 to the campaign of Cindy Heisman, here, $2,000. That contribution reportedly was made November 18th, around a week after the first report that Cindy Hyde-Smith had talked about attending a public hanging. Okay, that's what that's when they made, that's when Walmart made it. Walmart, look at this. How many of y'all shop at Walmart? I, I really, really, really shop at Walmart. Walmart made the donation to her campaign on November 18th, a week after the video surfaced of her talking about the public hanging. What's up with that, Walmart? In June of 2018, Walmart had given Cindy Highsmith's campaign an initial $1,000 donation. Donation, okay. So you can read the rest of this also. Okay, so our various organizations, NAACP, National Action Network, Urban League, other organizations, they need to be put. They need to be putting pressure on these corporations. Say, wait, say, what? Why are you donating? What caused you to donate to these people? Maurice said, I can't stand Walmart. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So that and that, so we just posted that link on the thread of the broadcast. That's an article from CNBC.com. Okay, the business, the business channel, NBC's business channel. ATT, Lidos, and Walmart asked GOP Senate Senator Cindy Hyde Smith for their campaign donation back because of furor overhanging comments. Okay. The real problem was. It was exposed that they gave the donation, and then when and then they received backlash from giving the donation and exposure. So now they said they won the money back. Walmart gave the money. Walmart made their donation a week after the video came out, and the video went viral of her talking about attending a public hanging, and I'll be on the front row. I hope y'all didn't go shop at Walmart for Black Friday. Okay, so let's continue with this. And then uh, uh, thinkprogress.org has an article, Corporations Are Fleeing Cindy Hyde-Smith's Troubled Senate Campaign. The election is just a few days away, but much closer than the GOP would like. Now, this is from Saturday, November 24th, this article right here. Okay, this is heating up. Uh, let me go back to the article quickly from uh, Major League Baseball. Dealing with Major League Baseball. Let's see, flip over. I have a bunch of tabs open. So just bear with me. All right, how's everybody doing? And um, also, hey, if you like this type of information, you can register for the online courses that I teach. They're all on demand. You can watch from around the world. Um, it's a, we have them all on sale. It's a 10 course. Uh, bundle pack that includes ancient Kemet, the winter solstice. I'm going to say, sorry, that's another lecture I've done. It includes uh, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. That's a, uh, 
14 hour seven session online course that I've done deals with the deals with understanding the transatlantic slave trade deals with tens of there's thousands of years of history deals with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors also um, that's available at africanhistorynetwork.com africanhistorynetwork.com it's all on demand watch at your own pace okay all the classes are taught by me and it also includes great African women in history the mothers of civilization an online class I did dealing with the film Black Panther and uh, some other ones in there as well. It's on sale $60, regularly $130, okay? And we posted the link here that is uh, Ancient Kemet, the winter, the, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach in school. It's a 10-course uh, online bundle pack that we have, all right? And also, you can donate to the African History Network if you like this type of information. Uh, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Okay, that helps us to keep doing the research, stay on the air, uh, broadcast our Sunday night radio show that we normally do on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation, pay the bills, etc. All right, okay, let's continue. Um, all right. Okay, I think it was the article from CNBC that uh, knocked everything out. Okay, I have to go back to the other article. All right, Washington Post once again had an article from today. MLB, Major League Baseball, asked Cindy Hyde-Smith to return $5,000 donation. All right, now Charles B. Johnson is the majority owner of the San Francisco Giants. He has also come under fire after the San Francisco Chronicle reported that he and his wife contributed the maximum $2,700 to Cindy Highsmith's campaign. Okay, so the owner of the San Francisco Giants, Major League Baseball. Marcos Breton, a columnist, columnist for the Sa uh, Sacramento Bee, wrote Saturday that he was no longer supporting the Giants in the wake of the news. So there's a lot of fallout uh, behind this. All right, now, you also have, uh, so in Tuesday, November 20th, Tuesday, November 20th, was the uh, debate between Senator, uh, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith and Mike Espy. At this debate, she gave a very weak apology, a very weak apology for her public hanging comments, okay? And when you watch the video of this, she's reading her, she, during the debate, she's reading from a piece of paper her apology. Okay, so she said, you know, for anyone that was offended by my comments, I certainly apologize. Okay, now when they say any, anyone who was offended by my comments, that, that, that's a cop-out. You're joking about According to according to now she said it was a uh, uh, exaggerated expression of regard, but you but you're up here talking about a public hanging in a state that had the most lynchings from 1882 to 1968, 571, 581, I should say 581. So when you say for anyone that that was offended by my comments, I certainly apologize. No, what you should say is, I know my comments offended people. And I apologize for that. Not, 
for anyone that was offended by my comments. She went on to say, there was no ill will, no intent whatsoever in my statements. I have worked with all Mississippians. It didn't matter their skin color, type, uh, their age, or their income. That's my record, okay? Then she went on to say uh, that her words were twisted, okay? She said this comment was twisted, uh, was turned into a weapon to be used against me, a political weapon used for nothing but personal and political gain by my opponent. That's the type of politics that Mississippians are sick and tired of. Well, nobody twisted your words. This is what you said. Okay, and this is what Mike Espy responded. He said, well, no one twisted your comments because your comments were lied. You know, they came out of your mouth. I don't know what's in your heart, but we all know what came out of your mouth. Okay, so nobody twisted her words. This is what she said. Okay, so that was an interesting uh, debate that took place as well. All right, so check that out also. Uh, Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith apologizes to anyone offended by comments about public hanging as opponent Mike Espy says she gave the state a black eye. So yesterday on MSNBC, on the campaign trail, one of the reporters from MSNBC caught up with her because she's going through a little bus tour. I heard a bus broke down today, imagine that. Maybe that's foreshadowing the future. But he asked her, he said, you know, I had, you had a question about your, about your apology. Uh, what exactly was it that you were apologizing for? And she said, she said, I'm just apologizing to anybody I've ever offended. He said, but what was it that you said was offensive? She said, well, you have to ask them. So um, this is a very <laughs> insincere apology, okay? It's a very empty or uh, vapid apology using the term from uh, our sister Stacey Abrams in uh, uh, Georgia. All right, let's continue. Now, if we look at rawstory.com and we look at the um, Segregation Academy. So rawstory.com has an article from Saturday, November 24, 2018. Mississippi GOP Senator in special election sent her daughter to quote unquote Segregation Academy to avoid black students, okay? This is another report that broke as well. This is from rawstory.com. Interim Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, Republican from Mississippi, sent her daughter uh, to a segregation academy to avoid court decrees on segregation. This story was broken by the Jackson Free Press, which is a, a Mississippian newspaper, the Jackson Free Press. Cindy Hyde-Smith is facing former Agriculture Secretary Mike Espy. Mike Espy was in the Bill Clinton administration as Agricultural Secretary, Secretary of Agriculture. Um, in the, so they're in the Tuesday runoff, November 27th. Uh, an excerpt from the Jackson Free Press uh, from their article said, U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith attended and graduated from a segregation academy that uh, that were set up so that white parents could avoid having to send their children to schools with black students, a yearbook reveals, okay? So this is after Brown versus Board of Education, 1954. You're going, to, you, you, you're going to have that. Now, when Brown versus Board of Education is passed in the state of Virginia, 
the governor of Virginia shuts down schools for the rest of the year because they didn't want to desegregate. And you're going to have, uh, throughout the South, you're going to have a lot of new private schools. This is, this is going to spark the rise of the private schools with that, and you have to pay tuition. And this was a, this was a way for white people to segregate the schools and navigate around Brown versus Board of Education because they did not want their children going to schools with African Americans. So you have a lot of private schools that are going to arise and they're tuition based and this excludes African Americans based upon economics. But in 1969, the US Supreme Court, uh, there was a, a US Supreme Court case that was forcing Mississippi to desegregate the schools because they didn't want to do it. So 69, 70, into the 70s, you're going to have a lot of new private schools that are going to uh, open up in Mississippi, specifically. Okay, so uh, the Jackson Free Press uh, reported the photo and the recently appointed Republican senator's attendance at one of the many private schools that was set up to bypass integration adds historic context to, to comments she made in recent weeks about a quote-unquote public hanging that drew condemnation from across the political spectrum, end quote. Now, the Lawrence County Academy, the Lawrence County Academy opened after a Supreme Court decision ordered Mississippi to stop slow-walking integration. Quote, it is no coincidence that the Academy Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith attended opened in the very year after the highest court's ultimatum, as did others around the state, okay? The legislature even approved private school vouchers, private school vouchers for white families to offset the cost of sending their kids to whites only private schools, end quote. This is where the whole voucher system comes from. This is where the whole school voucher system comes from. After Brown versus Board of Education, when they're setting up private schools, tuition base to exclude African-American children, and they're gonna give school vouchers to poor white families, so their white children can go to these schools. This is where the whole school voucher system comes from. Not only did Hyde Smith attend the quote unquote SEG Academy or segregated academy, but she also sent her daughter to Brookhaven Academy, another segregation school. Now, some people may say, well, look, when she went to the school herself, her parents sent her to, the school, to that school. So that necessarily wasn't her choice. Many of us went to schools, you know, our parents sent us to, we may not have wanted to go to, but why she send her daughter to the segregation academy also? That was her choice. Quote, even to this day, Brookhaven Academy, from which Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith's daughter graduated in 2017, now she wasn't senator at the time, okay? She became, she was appointed senator April of 2018. But her daughter graduated from Brookhaven Academy, another segregation academy, in 2017. And the academy in 2017 is almost all white. Actually, on Politics Nation this morning, 
MSNBC, Reverend Al Sharpton Show, Politics Nation. He interviewed the writer of this article from the Jackson Free Press. And if I remember correctly, they said in that graduating class in 2017, there was one African-American student. So all this stuff is taking place right now. This is an example of how the events from the past influence the circumstances of the future, of the present and the future. Okay, so uh, let's continue here. So the legislature even approved uh, private school vouchers for white families. This is the, this is this is the state legislature in Mississippi they're talking about. Approved private school vouchers for white families to offset the cost of sending their kids to whites only private schools. End quote. Okay, so even to this day, Brookhaven Academy, from which Hyde Smith's daughter graduated in 2017, is almost all white. In, 2000, in the 2015-2016 school year, Brookhaven enrolled 386 white children, five Asian children, and just one African-American child. The National Center for Education Statistics uh, uh, showed this. That's despite the fact that census statistics show Brookhaven is 55% uh, African-American and 43% white per the 2016 census estimates. So they're talking about the city of Brookhaven, it appears. Okay, so the city of Brookhaven is 55% African-American, 43% white. But Brookhaven Academy <laughs> in the 2015-2016 school year enrolled 386 white children, five Asian children, and one African-American. In the city, that's 55% African-American. Cindy Highsmith's daughter graduated from Brookhaven Academy in 2017. All right, so check out the rest of, check out the rest of this article, and they have a link to the uh, source article from the, uh, from the Jackson Free Press also, okay? So as more and more information comes out, you just have to sit here and say, damn, this stuff going on right now in Mississippi. As more and more of these stories come out, you know, and I, I bet you should be glad when this uh, uh, special election comes on Tuesday so this stuff can stop coming out. Because <laughs> it's really, really making her look bad and make Mississippi look bad. Okay? All right. How's everybody doing? Hey, share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. Hey, this is, if you're just tuning in, I'm Michael M. Hotel, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. We're talking about, I'm uh, giving an update on what's going on in Mississippi and uh, the special runoff election for uh, Mississippi Senator. U.S. Senator in Mississippi, I should say. And it's Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith, who was the sitting senator, against uh, Mike Espy. And Mike Espy is a uh, African-American male Democrat. If he wins, he'll be the first um, African-American U.S. Senator from Mississippi since Reconstruction. Reconstruction ended in 1877. Okay, 
Reconstruction ended in 1877. Roland Martin has interviewed uh, Mike Espy recently in the past couple of weeks. Watch Roland's uh, daily digital show. We shared a broadcast here on our fan page, the African History Network. Roland Martin Unfiltered. Find them on YouTube, uh, Roland Martin, or on, on Facebook, Roland Martin. And uh, Roland broadcasted from Mississippi uh, last week. And he was dealing with Megger Evers. He was dealing with the White Citizens Council, segregation there, some of the history of Mississippi, things like this, okay? All right. Um, hey, we have the uh, bundle pack of the Africans that were here before Columbus, the Africans that were here before Columbus. You know, uh, August 20th, 2019, they're going to have all types of celebrations saying this is the 400th year anniversary that African people first came to these shores. Even though August 20th, 1619 in Jamestown, Virginia did happen, African people were here in this land we call the United States of America for tens of thousands of years, okay? And so you have to read this book here, The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence by Dr. David M. Hotel. His new book, which is the sequel to this, comes out in uh, January 2019. But in the bundle pack, the Africans that were here before Columbus, it's an eight DVD bundle pack and includes a double lecture, a lecture I did with Dr. David M. Hotep here in Detroit. And he's dealing with the first Americans where Africans documented evidence. I'm dealing with great African women in history and some other uh, information. Also, it includes the double lecture I did with Professor Kaba Kamene. And we're dealing with the African presence in this country going back thousands of years. He deals with, uh, the uh, African presence in Mexico and the Mississippi Valley and in America, the ancient uh, presence. Uh, you get the lecture from Ivan Van Sertema, dealing with They Came Before Columbus, and he wrote the book They Came Before Columbus, dealing with the uh, African presence uh, in the Americas going back um, hundreds of years and thousands of years. Uh, also, you get uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, uh, his lecture on Christopher Columbus and African Holocaust. Uh, there's a double lecture from me dealing with Christopher Columbus and the Moors and also uh, the history of Halloween. Should African-Americans celebrate Halloween? Okay, so that's on sale right now at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. The Africans who were here before Columbus, the Africans who were here before Columbus. That's a new bundle pack. Uh, just became available in October of this year because October 12th, is uh, Columbus Day, and this Columbus Day is celebrated the second Monday of each month, a federal holiday. And when we study the history, as I deal with like in my online courses, um, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school, uh, I show you where Columbus went on his four voyages. When you study Columbus, Columbus never came to this land that we call the United States of America, contrary to popular belief. I know people keep talking about when Columbus came here, Columbus came, Columbus never came to this land. The closest Columbus came to this land is Cuba, which is 90 miles away, okay? When you look at where he went on his four voyages, starting August 3rd, 1492, when he set sail on the Nina de Pinta and the Santa Maria, he went into uh, the Bahamas, Panama, Honduras, Puerto Rico, uh, Cuba, Jamaica, uh, Haiti, goes into places like that. He never came to this land we call the United States of America. And when you read Dr. David M. Hotep's book, um, at least 70% of the people he encountered on his four voyages were African people also. 
okay? So we were here, in, and I deal with this in my lectures, in, in that bundle pack, uh, I, you know, I deal with this in some of my presentations. Um, it's an eight-DVD bundle pack. I deal with the African presence going back at least 51,700 years ago in this land. Those were the Khoisan, who come from Southern Africa, they're also called the San or the Khoi Khoi. They're the ancestors to the Ainu and the Twa. They have the oldest DNA, DNA on the planet. They go all around the world. And they were here. Um, and they, they, you have, uh, these are the early, the, the early pyramid mound builders. They build pyramid mounds up and down the Mississippi River. Uh, you have uh, a discovery made in 2004 in Allendale County, South Carolina by Dr. Albert Goodyear who's an archaeologist at the University of South Carolina, and they discovered overwhelming evidence of an African presence there going back at least 51,700 years ago. In South America, going back at least 50 to 6,000 years ago, at least 56,000 years ago in South America, okay? So even though the transatlantic slave trade did happen, that's true. Even though August 20th, 1619 in Jamestown, Virginia did happen, that's true. African people, we've been here for tens of thousands of years in this land we call the United States of America. And this is before Native Americans even come into existence. So we don't, we don't understand this history. And then even if you look at the Spanish, the Spanish were taking Africans into the territory we call South Carolina, going back to the 1520s. This is a hundred years before Jamestown, Virginia. So we don't, we don't understand this history. We keep thinking that we first came here conquered by Europeans and shackles and chains, and that's not true. No, we were here before Europeans got here. We were here in this land before Native Americans got here. This is our land stolen from us. It's stolen from Native Americans also, that's true. But this is our land stolen from us. So we have to have an entire paradigm shift. The way the history has been taught, it has been taught, it has been taught episodically. The transatlantic slave trade is largely taught as an episode in history. It's not taught chronologically. So when I do my online courses, when I teach, when I do my lectures, I deal with it chronologically. We have to deal with ancient Egypt. We have to deal with the African presence in this land going back tens of thousands of years. We have to deal with specifically, one of the most important things is to deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, who go into the Iberian Peninsula today known as Spain and Portugal in 711 AD and they defeat the Vandals and the Visigoths. And they're going to go all throughout Europe and they take into Europe astronomy, they take science, they take what we call alchemy or today chemistry. They introduce spherical globes and almanacs and all different types of food, musical instruments. They, they save Europe. They bring Europe out of the dark ages. They reintroduce the concept of longitude and latitude. They introduce nautical instruments. The nautical instruments that Columbus were using, was using on his four voyages were based upon technology the Moors introduced into Europe. And the Moors are taking the teachings from ancient Kemet, from ancient Egypt, from what we call, what, what are ostensibly known as the mystery schools, the mystery systems. They're taking these teachings from ancient Egypt, ancient Kemet, into Europe. And it brings Europe out of the dark ages. And they're from the teachings that they teach. This is, this is where the Knights Templar get their information that are formed in 1118 AD during the Second Crusades. And when the Knights Templar are disbanded and groups of them are, are rounded up and disbanded at, at different times, when we go back to like 1307, 
around 1307, 1310, 1307. And subsequently after that, when they're disbanded, those teachings go underground and they resurface as what? The Scottish Rites of the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians. And 50 of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were Freemasons. So that information then comes back here with the so-called founding fathers. Because many of them are Freemasons. George Washington was a Freemason. And uh, 13 of the 39 signers of the U.S. Constitution were Freemasons. So when you look at the lay, when you look at the layout of Washington D.C., and you read Egypt on the Potomac by Tony Browder, or you go on his tour of Washington D.C. called Egypt on the Potomac, and you find out the layout of Washington D.C. is a copy of ancient Egypt, there's a reason why. And the surveyor, the person that did the design of Washington D.C. D.C. was Benjamin Banneker who's a man of African descent. So all this history is current. We, we see, you know, a people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past and the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. But also we see how the events of the past are still represented and still relevant and still impacting the present and the future. All right, so we have uh, uh, some bundle packs of uh, DVD lectures from Dr. Yosef Ben Yakinen, as well as uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, also at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. 17 DVD bundle pack, Dr. John Henry Clark, and it's about a 12 DVD bundle pack from uh, Dr. Yosef Ben Yakinen. Uh, okay, Toya, uh, Eric Toomer. Okay, so look, people, if you. We got to make sure that we let everybody know in Mississippi, African-Americans we know in Mississippi and the ones we don't know. Y'all have to get out and vote Tuesday, November 27th. I mean, this is serious. This is an example of how elections have consequences, okay? This is an example, and, you know, there may be policies you disagree with Mike Espy on, but I guarantee there's going to be a whole lot more you disagree with Cindy Hyde-Smith on. Okay? Um, yeah, I, I guarantee there's going to be a whole lot more you disagree with Cindy Hyde-Smith on. All right, follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network. Click on the notification button and let you know when we go live. And uh, those in Detroit, hey, um, Grits and Politics is coming up. Uh, you know, we were on the station, the radio station is uh, shut down this, uh, this weekend uh, because of the, the holiday. But uh, so I wasn't able to broadcast and let people know in Detroit about this. But Grits and Politics is coming up Saturday, the, Saturday December 1st at uh, Greater Emmanuel Church. And uh, they have information here on Facebook. We'll put it on our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. I'm on the board of Grits and Politics. And uh, what, what we're going to deal with is uh, it's going to be a midterm election analysis, a midterm election analysis of what happened. Uh, especially in the state of Michigan with the elections and like, what are the next steps? Okay, what are the next steps? There's also going to be a meeting of the Michigan Black Democratic Party, Michigan Black Democratic Party. Uh, Keith Williams, who's the founder of Grits and Politics, he is uh, on. He's the leader that is on the the head of the Michigan Democratic, Michigan Black Democratic Party. Now, I'm not a Democrat or Republican, 
but I still think policy. I see where I see where the majority of these terrible policies are coming from. But uh, I'll be there uh, as well. I'm on the board of Grits and Politics, so I'm usually there. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a panel discussion uh, this time. I'm usually on the panel, but I'll be there. I'll have a, a vendor table also for our DVDs. So we'll get that on our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We're here on Facebook. Also search for um, Grits and Politics. Okay. African-American business owners, hey, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. And uh, you can advertise with the African History Network. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com, customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, we take your 30-second to 60-second audio commercial uh, that you send us. If you don't have one, we can create one for you. And no additional charge. We put it into the uh, audio podcast of our radio shows and of some of the broadcasts that we do uh, throughout the week as well. Okay, we're on six different podcast platforms. We're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Castbox, Acast, FM Player, and TuneIn. And TuneIn as well. We, uh, each episode reaches thousands of people. Um, just on Blog Talk alone, we get between like four thousand to eight thousand listens uh, per episode. So you can reach. Um, you can reach a lot of uh, new potential customers advertising with us. We have a special promotion. Uh, it's going uh, it's going till uh, Monday, uh, November 26th, which is Cyber Monday, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's extended uh, one more day. You get 50% off your first month and the second month is free. Okay, so normally it's $200 for a month. So basically, you're going to get two months for $100. So if you are an African-American business owner, so you have a clothing store, whether you have a brick-and-mortar store or e-commerce store, you reach people all across the country, whether you uh, sell books, whether you are a book author, you sell clothing, you sell uh, 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 skin care, you have a skin care line, things like this. You want to advertise with the African History Network. If you have an event coming up, you're bringing in uh, one of our scholars, like Professor Kaba Kamene or Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Claude Anderson, you want to advertise with the African History Network. Email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com for more information. Customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. Okay. Let's go to a few of your comments. And also, if you want me to do a presentation, do a lecture for your group or organization, email me also. Okay. And we'll make it happen because I have. Presentations dealing with Kwanzaa, the history of Kwanzaa, how Kwanzaa is based upon uh, African cultural celebrations coming out of ancient Kemet and Nubia and Ghana and Nigeria, things like this. I uh, have presentations on the history of Christmas, uh, Dr. King, Malcolm X, a number of different things. We know Dr. King Day is coming up, Kwanzaa, African American History Month. Southern border is a mess and closed. Well, that's at one point. That's there, like near San Diego, uh, is closed. Uh, it's not the entire southern border. That's at one point. You're listening to the African History Network show podcast on Sunday, November 25th, 2018, with your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Reading is imperative, family. Remember, it was illegal for our ancestors to read and gain knowledge of self. Still to this day, we lack a knowledge of self, especially this younger generation. DTR 360 Books has the books for you to develop and add to your knowledge, 
in this world we live in. DTR 360 Books is one of the fastest growing online bookstores and it provides books dealing with finance, history, business, children's books, and more. Their motto is applied knowledge is true power. As the Bible states, faith without works is dead. So their thing is applying the knowledge that which you receive from these books. Visit their website today, dtr360books.com, dtr360books.com, and you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mel Trek is an animated series that teaches our children about their greatness. Episode 1 deals with exploring ancient Africa, where they go back in time and visit various African civilizations and the contributions that they gave to the world. Episode 2 deals with exploring pre-Columbian Americas and the children journey back in time to learn about several aboriginal cultures, defining structures, and nations who arrived in the Americas before Christopher Columbus. This is a great teaching tool for homeschooling and the classroom, and they teach our children that their history did not start in slavery. We have the videos as well as the coloring book and storybook available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have a Mail Trek bundle pack on sale right now for $79.99, and it includes all three episodes of Afro Man and the Protectors of the Book of Knowledge. Get this great gift and teaching tool for your children today at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And Anime Productions presents Meltrek, Episode 1, Exploring Ancient Africa. Witness the most accurate historical account of African and African-American people. A story that has never been told like this before. Join Bunchy, Chen, Percy, Michelle, and Jesse as they open their third eyes and are sent back in time by their magical teacher, Ms. Lawford. They begin their adventure in ancient Africa in the Nile Valley. There, they meet a young Egyptian boy named Ramesses. Using hip-hop, funky beats, and rhymes, Ramesses teaches the children about the great kingdoms of Africa. They explore the Nile Valley. The Nile Valley was a place of Ghana. Ghana is the first star. Land of the gold that they sold Nasa. Mali and Songhai. Mali and Songhai must have had some serious armies. The Congo. The Congo region is beautiful. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is where we land. And Zulu. Witness the mental and spiritual transformation of the characters. Not only will they transform, but you will also as you travel with Meltrek. Let's resurrect the spirit of our ancestors inside all of us and recall that we all come from greatness so we can be great. We're going to do a different time zone where our ancestors always sat down the throne. Yeah. And I'm talking about you and me. Our baby vacation considered greatness and royalty. So rise up, sons and daughters of a KB land. It's time to claim our riches and take back our land. So come and take this journey and when you come back, tell your friends and family all about the mail track.
Are you struggling with your finances or just need a second opinion? My name is Martisha Patterson and I am here to help. Whether you have questions about credit, retirement, taxes, investments, or meeting day-to-day -day responsibilities, you deserve access to a qualified, caring, and resourceful financial professional. As a certified financial planner with over 19 years in the wealth management industry, I have a passion for helping people gain confidence and become successful with money. Taking control of your finances creates options instead of obstacles confidence instead of uncertainty. Make no mistake, this is an important step for all of us. Will you allow your situation to control you or will you take control and make your money behave? My name is Martisha Patterson. Call or email me today to schedule an appointment. My phone number is 646-552-4384. Again, 646-552-4384 or email me at pattersonplan17 at gmail.com. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your man, Mr. X. Get your hand out of my pocket. Letting you know to catch our brand new podcast on SoundCloud.com slash G-Y-H-O-M-P. Go to YouTube page right now. Subscribe right now. Listen, right now. We on Twitter, and we on Facebook, and we on Instagram. We got the information. We're combining consciousness with activism. Don't be on the couch yakking at yak. Get out and do some real work. So check us out and get your hand on my pocket, YouTube. I hope to see you there because it's brand new, it's fast acting, and we on the ground. Trust. Yo, I only got one thing to say to you. Get your hand out of my pocket! There's a war going on, and don't get scared now. Peace. Welcome back to the podcast of the African History Network show from Sunday, November 25th, 2018. Uh, Kevin said, I really wish they'd get together and fix Flint water. Uh, ask Donald Trump about Flint. Trump hasn't said anything about Flint, Michigan. He's been president almost two years. He hasn't said anything about Michigan. I mean, Flint, Michigan. No skin bleaching products. Yeah, I did a, a I did a presentation did why well, i did a, a broadcast dealing with uh, black china going to nigeria to promote the white tenacious skin bleaching uh, line watch that okay and we uploaded it here to facebook i did it on youtube we uploaded it here to facebook i have to do an update because she went there today and there was some type of altercation but come to find out come to find out she doesn't even use the product see because it was reported last week that she's been using the product for a few years. Come to find out, that's a lie. She doesn't even use the product. And she's going to Nigeria to market a, a skin bleaching, skin lightening product to Nigerian women. That's, that's shameful, that's disrespectful. That is, uh, now she's being paid money to do this. Apparently this is all about the money, but at some point, you have to have some self-respect. Now, she looks like she uses skin bleaching cream, okay? Black China looks like she, because I showed, um, TMZ showed a picture of her from 2016 and today, and she looks a few shades lighter. Now, it's possible she may have had a tan back then, but, what, but in that picture from 2016, her hair was black, now it's blonde. What happened to her hair? So um, I have to do a separate broadcast, a, a follow-up 
to deal with uh, black white China. Okay, she's a hot mess with a fraud. Uh, yeah, at some point, you know, for some of, some of our people, there's a self-hatred, there's a lack of self-respect, self-esteem. This is why our history and culture is so important. African history and culture gives us our foundation, gives us our VIPs, our values, our interests, and our principles. This is gives us a cultural paradigm that we see reality through. It gives us our gives us our standards of beauty, gives us our ethics, etc. That comes from your history and culture. It influences your economics, your economic empowerment, and your political empowerment, your political self-defense. Okay, so this so we this, we have to have a synthesis of all of this. It's not just the history and culture. We have to have the economic empowerment that I that I deal with and others. We have to have the politics, the political empowerment as well. Okay, yeah, she bleached her hair too, Toya said. Yeah, what happened to her hair? Okay, then you look at Densia. Densia was one. Go go watch the video that I, that I did here of uh, the African History Network videos or on um, the African History Network, click on videos or go to uh, my YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep on YouTube because I went in depth because I dealt with, see, it's estimated that 70% of Nigerian women bleach their skin. So this is serious. And, and so when you have an African-American reality TV star, okay, who's promoting this skin bleaching cream, this skin lightening cream, to continental Africans, I mean, that's wrong on multiple levels because, they, because many of them look up to us. Th those they see of us projected in the media, many of them look up to us and they want to emulate us. And, he, and you go back to the motherland promoting this white poison. Because, and the reason why I say it's white poison is not because it's a white product. It's not because it's a white cream. The reason why it's white poison is because the skin lightening creams are associated with creating lesions, causing cancer, high blood pressure, kidney failure, things like this. And it's dealing with a standard of beauty coming out of European white supremacy and racism, okay? So this does not, so what I'm saying is, is that there are different standards of beauty. You have beauty in all different races and ethnic groups. But when you're taught through a European-controlled media that you have to look like this, light skin, long hair, light, bright, damn near white, blonde hair, you have to look like this to be considered beautiful, as opposed to operating based upon standards of beauty that come out of people's cultures without the cultural paradigm of European white supremacy, see, that's a problem because it elevates the Euro European phenotype as to being the standard of beauty and it's projected through the media. So whatever is disseminated becomes imitated. Whatever is disseminated becomes imitated. This is why we have to take our minds back. This is why, uh, African-American controlled media and positive African-American controlled media is so important so we can offset that and fight against it. And we have to check those images. We have to attack those images that are those negative images that are being projected to us as well. All right. Um, 
So also, yeah, so be sure to sign up for the online courses that I teach. They're all on demand. Watch at your own pace. I do with this and a lot of them. And I have a separate uh, lecture that I do, Empire Strikes Black, the Propaganda of the Media. Empire Strikes Black, the Propaganda of the Media. So I deal with a lot of this and that. And then the, also the series I did back in 2012 and 2013 uh, that's on DVD, uh, The Media's Deliberate Destruction of the African-American Family. That's one of my early lectures. The media's deliberate destruction of the African American family. That was a three-part series I did. Okay. So look, hey, we have to get out of here. Uh, remember, at the African History Network. Let me see. Hold on. We have uh, Presses McKinney, so we have to be careful what we say about that. Black is beautiful, whatever and always. Yeah, this is one of this is one of the reasons why the movie Black Panther was so powerful and why it resonated with so many African Americans. One, it was not another slave movie. Number one, two, um, we saw African people being proud to be African, and they were operating based upon an African standard of beauty. This is why, and you know, I have lectures dealing with this. Um, we have them in a bundle pack or separately, but this is why in the movie the African women in Wakanda all had natural hair or they had bald or they were bald. And we see this in some African cultures is where some of the women were bald. But they were operating based upon a European, they were operating based upon an African standard of beauty, not a European standard of beauty. So this is why they didn't have perms. This is why they didn't have straight hair, okay? All right. Yes, Brother Teach Toya said, Eric Tuma, that was a great video, and the depth of it was real. I'm praying for our Nigerian sisters and sisters, period, doing this. She bought her hair, Precious said. Yeah, it's, well, there are pictures of her with the shorter, like, shoulder-length blonde hair, and then there are pictures of her, like, today, uh, in Nigeria with the blind hair past her behind. Now that's definitely fake. I don't know what's, I don't know why. I don't, you know, but, you know, we, we, we are all trying to recover. We're all going through a 12 step process trying to recover from the side effects of white supremacy. This is what we have to understand. African Americans, we're going through a 12 step process trying to recover from the side effects of white supremacy and being stripped of our history and culture, which acts as an immune system, which helps to protect us from those things coming in trying to attack us. Okay. All right. So, okay, we have to get out of here. Uh, remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's corrects wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself, okay? Uh, remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Wakanda forever. It's not over till we win. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.